Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 18th of August. Australia's Governor-General has again weighed in to the secret portfolio controversy involving former Prime Minister Scott Morrison. General David Hurley has released a statement defending his actions, saying it's not his responsibility to advise the ministry or public of the portfolio changes, but said, quote, he had no reason to believe that appointments would not be communicated. It comes after the former Prime Minister held a news conference yesterday, refusing to resign from his federal seat of Cook, despite calls for him to go. Mr Morrison maintains he did nothing wrong, claiming the five additional portfolios he was sworn into during the pandemic would only be used in the case of an emergency. That is what I did in a crisis. Because, frankly, I'd rather be having this conversation about what I did do to try and protect the Australian people. And if there are views that that overstepped the mark, happy to have that conversation. The fact that ministers were unaware of these things is actually proof of my lack of interference. While current Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has blasted Mr Morrison for his actions and for not apologising to the Australian public. The first rule of Power Grab Club is don't talk about Power Grab Club. And Scott Morrison broke that rule today. Scott Morrison was evasive, he was defensive, he was passive-aggressive and, of course, he was self-serving. There are new concerns this morning that school playgrounds are being turned into terrorism recruitment centres. The Home Affairs Minister is set to give a speech today detailing how teenagers are showing other vulnerable students graphic videos in a bid to radicalise them. More than half of ASIO's highest priority subjects were minors last year. In other news this morning, pharmacies across Australia are struggling to keep up supply of vital medications with more than 300 suffering shortages. Important drugs that treat ADHD, antidepressants and asthma are running dangerously low with the TGA warning hundreds are in short supply. Another 80 medicines are also expected to join the list soon. Pharmacist Natalie Coppice says it's necessary medications people are going without. A lot of these medications are life-saving and that's not an exaggeration or an over-dramatisation. These are medications that people need in order to stay healthy and to stay alive. Dr Anita Munoz from the Royal Australian College of GPs has told the ABC she's never seen anything like it. I think that this is the worst I've ever seen in my career in terms of medication shortages uh, because the situation has been prolonged. So we're now sort of into the third year of the pandemic and there have been shortages the whole time. And we're being urged today to remember the sacrifices of thousands of Australians on Vietnam Veterans Day. The commemorative event is held on the anniversary of the Battle of Long Tan. State President of RSL Queensland, Major General Stephen Day, says it's a significant event. And every year, RSL Queensland remembers the sacrifices made by around about 60,000 Australians, including more than 520 who were killed and some 3,000 who were wounded during the 10 years of our involvement in that war. There are a number of events being held across Australia today. You can head to rslaustralia.org for more information. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales and the state government will accept all of the recommendations put forward in an independent report on this year's devastating flood crisis. 
It follows months of scathing criticism of government agencies and how they responded to the deadly disaster. Our reporter Rod McLeod has more from Northern New South Wales. Thanks, Tash. 13 people died and thousands of homes across the Tweed region and Lismore were made uninhabitable by the record floods in February, March and then again cruelly in April. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet admits a report into the flood response is hard reading, with a number of failures highlighted, especially from government agency Resilience New South Wales, which will now be no more. We'll be reshaping Resilience New South Wales and transforming it into a leaner, nimble agency known as Recovery New South Wales that will focus on the first 100 days post-event. That type of work will obviously include coordination of clean-up and the like. A home buyback scheme for those worst affected has been announced, similar to the authority set up in Queensland. There are also plans for a permanent emergency operations centre and a committee to act at a moment's notice should another disaster hit. To Victoria now, and it's 100 days out from the next state election, and Premier Daniel Andrews is looking to win a third term in power. Despite his government facing serious criticism for major cost blowouts and also its handling of the COVID crisis. Our reporter James Lake in Melbourne says it looks like opposition leader Matthew Guy also wants to scrap some controversial projects. That's certainly how it appears, Tash, and he might have a lot of support from the public too. Matt Guy wants to dump that controversial suburban rail loop and pour the money into public health. He announced that diverting $35 billion away from tunnelling could actually build and staff 20 new hospitals for Victoria. And it might be a popular move as well, as just this morning, we've also received new cost estimates on that suburban rail loop, initially promised to be built for a total of $50 billion. Now it looks more likely to cost us $125 billion. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from theswitzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. As we know, wages growth data is at a decade high. It was released yesterday, of course, but it's less than expected and also far less than the current rate of inflation. So what does this mean for further inflation issues and, of course, interest rates? Well, the average private wages for the June quarter were up 3.8%, but for the year, the rise was a weak 2.6%. But that June rise has some economists arguing they will force the Reserve Bank to take the cash rate from the current 1.85% to 3%. Meanwhile, the CBA has the cash rate at only 2.6% by the year's end, and these wage numbers have not changed their forecast. Peter, really interesting, low wages and increasing interest rates. Some may say that would spook many, but it seems latest data shows, especially with leading retail groups, that consumers are still spending. Yeah, Martin Hegarty is the CEO of Super Retail Group, which owns Super Cheap Auto, MacPac, BCF and Rebel Sport. And he says Aussie shoppers are being buoyed by the high level of savings post-pandemic and the 50-year low level of unemployment. And this shop to your drop consumer is showing up in the profit stories of businesses such as JB Hi-Fi, Autobahn and others. And how come? Well, only a third of households have a mortgage. Interesting. Now, talking about important economic news, more important data out today. What are we expecting? Yeah, with the unemployment rate hovering at historical lows of 3.5%, any drop in the jobless rate today will mean there'll be more pressure on the Reserve Bank to raise the cash rate of interest, which then drives home loan rates higher. Economists think the unemployment rate will stay at the same 3.5% level, but if it comes in lower, headlines will be screaming about higher inflation and interest rates in the pipeline. Good news will be bad for anyone praying for not many more rate rises. We will watch with interest. Peter, thanks so much. Yeah, cheers. 
Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, look, everyone loves a long meeting, but gosh, these NRL meetings are going on forever and still no decision on the location of the grand final. Yeah, it's an agonising way. Good morning, Tash. The battle for the NRL grand final is now an extra, extra time. <laughs> the ARL Commission held uh, a meeting yesterday. Longer than three hours it went, but still failed to decide whether the decider will be played in Sydney or moved to Brisbane. It's understood a final call could be made in the next 24 hours. We won't hold our breath, though. Speaking of uh, the future of a star in the game, Cam Munster has sensationally rejected Melbourne Storm's latest contract offer. Rival clubs are now circling, preparing monster bids, including the Dolphins. Wayne Bennett would make the star playmaker the highest paid player in the game. Storm's coach Craig Bellamy telling Nine he's not keen to pressure Munster into making a decision. I don't know whether confidence is the right word. We obviously really, really want him to stay, without a doubt. Hopefully he sees it that it's you know, best for his footy and certainly best for his family to stay here. And round 23 roars to life tonight. We've got the Bunnies charging toward a top four spot against the top of the table Panthers. Latrell Mitchell is back and fit to play, according to South's coach, Jason Dimitriou. Yeah, he's fine. Got through the whole captain's run. We're never in any doubt, but it's good to see him get it there and do the session. So it'll be good to go. Big load, short turnaround. You know, it can happen this time of year, but yeah, like I said, he's good to go. Yeah, massive game to kick off round 23 tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Brett, to the AFL now and super coach Alastair Clarkson. He's keeping everyone guessing about what his next job will be, but he's also saying he's dealing with some personal issues at the moment. Yeah, he uh, is in Adelaide at the moment. Uh, he has a, a friend apparently that is unwell. So North Melbourne and Essendon believe he will make a decision about his future uh, by the weekend. North Melbourne got in first, offered him a five-year deal, thought they were in the box seat, and then the Bombers threw a curveball, moved on their president, Paul Brasher. David Barham, the former uh, head of sport at Channel 10, comes in. Very keen on Clarko, and now we read that he's leaning toward going toward uh, uh, the Hawks' bitter rival in the Essendon footy club but we still need to wait and North President Sonia Hood told Seven she remains hopeful. We're really happy with the way things are going. We think we've presented well to him, he's presented well to us and we understand where each other's at and We'll see how that plays out. Now, his former club, Hawthorne, will engage with past players and staff to take part in an external review launched in the wake of Cyril Rioli's allegations of racism. The Triple Premiership star declared back in April he will not return to the club while Jeff Kennett remains as president. And speaking of reviews, St Kilda is launching a review as well uh, into their failed season, into their football department, and uh, sacked North Melbourne coach David Noble has been requested to take part. Just finishing up, uh, Aussie tennis legend Ash Barty into the corporate world, Tash, after retiring from tennis at the age of just 25, she'll become the Chief of Inspiration at Optus. Oh, that's a good title. You could be the Chief CIO of Morning Agenda. I think you could be the Chief Butt Kicker. <laughs> I reckon that's a good title for you. Right, as always. Thanks so much, Brett. <laughs> Thank you, Tash. <laughs> And we could soon have access to what's been called Australia's first do-it-yourself PCR tests. The TGA has approved the battery-powered tests made by a Brisbane company and they're set to hit the shelves in November. It's believed the tests can detect all strains of COVID with about 99% accuracy, delivering results in about an hour. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.